Well, hello, sweet friends. I know it's been a while since we've done an interview, but God's timing is perfect. Welcome, welcome to Opting Out the Extraordinary Zone. And I am so excited to be here for 2020 um, and um, to see what God is doing. Um, I'm going to say amazing. I know that's going to probably sound crazy with everything that's going on, but God is amazing. Mm. And um, just to say that I'm here um, in the mountains and really probably shouldn't be, but God has you all over the place. I think the last extraordinary zone I did was in Texas. I'm not even in Texas. So, uh, <laughs> so in the mountains, specifically here to speak with Joe, um, who God brought, um, brought us to last week kind of unexpectedly. Um, mm. And we just, you know, you re- recognize another family member from the body yes, and um, just kind of, yes, felt the need to, to reach out. And so here we are um, to hear his story of just amazing excellence to encourage those of you who are watching or listening to this. So we're going to just jump right in and learn more about this amazing man's story um, of hope and triumph and glory and all that just, you know, based on his faith and trust. So we will jump right in, and I would love for you to start with your first memory. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, first of all, I'd like to say, though, that um, I feel like this is a total God thing. Again, I'm glad that we, we got to do this, um, and, and hopefully something that, well, I don't say hopefully, I know for a fact something that's going to be said today, uh, whether it be me or Kay, I'm going to call it Kay, <laughs> if you don't mind, um, is going to, will impact lives so I, I like I, I appreciate what you're doing and I'm glad to be a part of it as I know God's moving and um, again I'm just thankful to be here tonight um, so with that being said um, my first memory was of um, I, I know it was God revealing a, a paradise to me revealing heaven to me it uh, I remember the feeling and and everything that came with it, it was um, it was a, a complete peace. It was a, a serenity, you know, that, that that goes beyond all expectation. Um, and I was at a very young age, so I knew that. But I knew, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But I knew it was heaven, you know. Um, that's what he was showing to me. He uh, also during this this uh, vision or dream, if you will, he. He, uh, I heard a plane fly over, as I was, you know, telling you earlier, um, and it was one of the planes with the pro, you know, the propellers, and you probably hear them every other day flying around. Um, but to this day, because of that, I feel like you know he gave me a gift to where no matter what kind of situation I'm in, no matter what kind of pain or hurt or confusion, whatever it might be, I might be experiencing um, when I hear this plane flying over, it, it he brings me back to that place. He brings me back to the, it's almost, it's, it's a gift. I call it a gift to this day because uh, I'm very thankful for that, you know, that he's, he, he reminds me, he can remind me openly like that. Um, followed by the reoccurring nightmares of Satan. It was, um, every time I fell asleep, I mean, I was literally terrified to go to sleep because it was the exact opposite feeling. It was, I would see Satan coming. And again, mind you, I was at an age where um, I didn't have the influences of man, if you will. You know, I, I was very young. This is my first memory. And so I hadn't been going to church or I hadn't, you know, but I knew it was Satan. 
You know, something mm-hmm. in me mm-hmm. told me mm-hmm. this is Satan. It was from a place of innocence, and exactly. that's how you were able to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And um, so the, it was exact opposite of that that gift that God gave me and that vision that God gave me of heaven. It was terror. It was anxiety. It was fear, and all the things that the enemy wants to try to instill in our lives. Um, every time I fell asleep. And I look back now and I'm like, that's what he was trying to put into my life, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. what he was trying mm-hmm. to instill in me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happened for quite some time. Um, but and the, probably the next memory that I remember would be my father and my mother telling me that my father was shot and murdered outside of a, a bar. Um, you know, so, you know, here we go. This is kind of like the startup for me. Mm-hmm. And then my mother, God bless her, I love her very much. Um, she also um, was having her own struggles. She mm-hmm. was having her, you know. Mm-hmm. We all have our own things to deal with, and mm-hmm. I see that now. Mm-hmm. Of course, back then, you know, she was in, into drugs. She was uh, into the party scene. So as far as my, my guidelines and my discipline went, they there it really wasn't there, mm-hmm. you know. So I can remember at a very young age, again, like five and six years old where I was able to run around the streets and do, you know, what seemed like to me, do whatever I wanted to do, mm-hmm. come home whenever I wanted to come home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did that. And because of that situation, I believe, yeah, I was a victim of a child predator, you know, and this happened for quite, you know, this happened for a while as well. And I'm really young and I don't know that this is wrong. Um, it wasn't until we moved away from that area that, um, you know, and I'd went to school and I'd learned you know, a little something, something about those things. And it's not okay that I, you know, came out mm-hmm. and I told some, I told my mom about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, the same guy had called and, and wanted me to come over and I had knew the difference then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mom, you know, I actually wrote it on the back of a playing card. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is the, he's doing things, you know, mm-hmm. that he shouldn't be doing. And so the police get called and so on and so forth. And, uh, um, long story short, I ended up going to court really young, um, happened to tell the story to a bunch of people I don't even know. And I, to me, it was horribly embarrassing, yeah. you know, and, um, but I still had to tell the story. And again, long story short, the case ends up getting thrown out, you know, and it was all of a judicial thing. My lawyer did something wrong, had some dates wrong or something like that. So mm-hmm. the case gets thrown out. And so at a very young age, I remember, um, thinking, you know, my, my respect, if you will, towards authority Mm -hmm. or, or any of that Mm -hmm. for that matter Mm -hmm. was gone. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not, I can't trust in anybody and you got, nobody can help me. Um, so I'm certainly not going to fall into the guidelines, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, that, that was a pretty rough start, Mm -hmm. you know, a pretty rough start. How old were you by this? this uh, I would say that I was in the vicinity of seven, Mm -hmm. eight Mm -hmm. ish, Mm -hmm. you know, um, whenever all this was going on and mom, again, I love you. She, uh, you know, she had went to rehab herself, so mm-hmm. she was starting to get out of this, you know. But we still seen some things and went through some things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that um, I have a younger brother and sister that kids shouldn't see mm-hmm. or be around, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that had impacted uh, uh, me and my life, and um, and it was, you know, it was detrimental. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one grace about the whole thing was 
that my you know grandparents would pick us up every Sunday and take us to church. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I was still getting to, you know, I, when I think about it now, I was like, I still at least got to go there and, you know, and hear about Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, I was hearing mm-hmm. about Christ. I was, you know, and, and we've done that for years. I remember going, like I was telling you, I remember going to, um, to Bible camps and stuff like that. And this is probably at, you know, eight, nine years old, mm-hmm. I think at that time, uh, where I had my first experience with Christ. And that was me, um, at a, a church Bible camp in New York. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember, um, praying before Christ and walking out of there and I was really young, but I, it was still very vivid and, mm-hmm. and, um, he, it was like, wow, it just feels so amazing. What's mm-hmm. this feeling? You know, mm-hmm. oh, Lord, you know, mm-hmm. thank you. And, and you are real. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how about that one? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we ended up moving to Missouri and so we come out here and to me, there was a fresh start. Um, I still was, you know, we, I was still, you know, I was glad to get away. Mm-hmm. Just glad to get away from all those things that had happened. And mm-hmm. and believe me, I was going down the wrong road. I was already dabbling in drugs a little bit back then. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and I wasn't even, you know, by that point, I think I was, you know, 11, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was already being introduced to drugs. Mm-hmm. So it only had happened a little bit. And, and mm-hmm. looking back now, mm-hmm. God was probably like, no, mm-hmm. I'm moving, I'm rooting mm-hmm. you. I'm going to take you to Missouri. Right. Which is, again, one of the, it's very, it's just amazing how he, he, he lines it all up mm-hmm. to get me that far away. He kept protecting you he did. in different areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and looking back now, I'm able to see through all these situations mm-hmm. where what the enemy meant for bad, mm. he's using for good and mm-hmm. he's using me to, to share with others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a heart for it now without a shadow of a doubt because I know that the gift that he given me is real. Mm-hmm. And so we want that for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of skip through, of course, graduation night mm-hmm. um, from high school I get introduced to the drug scene pretty much again, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so the marijuana, the drinking and whatnot, and I got hooked almost instantly that night. It was, it turned into an everyday thing for me, and it mm-hmm. was a party scene, and, and mm-hmm. um, I, I've always kind of had that, that personality where, like, if I'm having fun, I want everybody else to have fun, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. still, you know, care about people, and mm-hmm. I want anybody feeling left out, I didn't mm-hmm. even, even know, you know, mm-hmm. like, I feel like he had that in me, he's already mm-hmm. kind of wired mm-hmm. that in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was doing that. And then because of my father passing away, I get an inheritance check and it was a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I didn't know what to do with it. So what, what do you think? You know, I, I had this money given to me. And so again, I started, the party continued mm-hmm. and everybody around me that I knew was having a good time too, mm-hmm. you know? And I look back now, and of course, I thought they were my friends, you know, quote unquote friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, a lot. Of, it's not the case uh, usually because mm-hmm. whenever you end up going to jail, which I did, mm-hmm. end up going to jail, how many of those people showed up or, to, or called or wrote letters while mm-hmm. sitting in jail? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You all can probably guess it was zero. Mm-hmm. You know, none of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I caught my first stuff uh, felony. Well, I actually was charged with my first felony. I say charged. And I was, um, they, since it was my first felony, they, they gave me three years probation. Um, I decided it'd probably be best for me to leave the area and go mm-hmm. back to Delaware mm-hmm. because I have it all figured out, you know. 
Um, so we go back to Delaware. Um, of course, it doesn't matter where you go. Um, if you're in the drug scene and alcohol scene, you can find it anywhere you go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's our, it's the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. Um, you will go find it mm-hmm. no matter where you're at. So back in Delaware, um, part of my, you know, for probation is I can't violate my probation and, and my charges will be dropped, but it doesn't stop me. I continue to do the partying. I continue. And then I get inter- introduced to crack cocaine and it wasn't necessarily by choice. You know, again, it mm-hmm. was, it was pretty much slipped on, on something else that I was using. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I was instantly, um, hooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was high, it's highly mm-hmm. addictive and it's a terrible drug and mm-hmm. it's, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the beast that is that comes with that is mm-hmm. um, will rob you of everything very quickly, mm-hmm. and he did me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, probably only about a six month, you know, I say a six month period because, but you know, when it comes down to it, when you're out there using everything's pretty cloudy anyway. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm ballparking, but but I do know it was a pretty rapid transition, mm-hmm. you know, from um, just my regular party mm-hmm. scene to now. Wait a minute. Even though I'm on probation and I can violate it, I'm still going to choose to use these drugs, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to get my paycheck on Friday mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to be taking drug tests and I don't know when they're going to happen, but I'm going to still use drugs mm-hmm. on Friday. I'm going to take my whole check. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go use it all that night mm-hmm. and then I have no money for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. That's the other you know, mm-hmm. part of the sickness of mm-hmm. it. Um, but I needed to get, you know, and... Mm-hmm. and and that again is the demonic part of the beast that comes along mm-hmm. with the drug use and everything. So it, it started to, it really um, took me to a place that was very, very dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, a extremely dark place. Um, and then I would say probably the following um, I, I did pull myself out of that. I did, you know, start to because of situations where. You know, I felt like I was Odin, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Like I was going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't tell anybody. I could not, because I, I was alone. I didn't want anybody to know that I was out mm-hmm. doing these hard drugs. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. part of me still knew It's an the isolating difference. thing. It, very isolating. And it is. Part of me, it's kind of set up, I think, as a part of the attack on I, that. I agree. It like, isolates you so that you don't reach out for help. Yeah, so he can kill you. Yep. He wants That's to take plan. you out of mm-hmm. the game because... Yep. God has a, a purpose for each and every one of us. That's and right. if he can take you out of the game, you can't Yeah, He doesn't win risk you being a threat He doesn't later. want us to be a threat, mm-hmm. right? But in that situation, um, when I felt completely alone, something called, tugged at my heart and said, call, you know, call on me. I'll help you. I'm in and you said you were in the front yard, right? I was in the front yard felt of my like grandparents' house. Felt, no, my heart was pounding. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is it. Right. I'm going to die. You knew you had done way too much. I had done yeah. way too much. Mm-hmm. But I dropped to my knees in her front yard, and I still can remember it to this day. And this was uh, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I dropped to my knees, and, I, and it was calm outside. And I put my hands up in the air, and I said, Lord, help me. I can't turn anywhere else, but help me. I'm going to die if you don't. And I could hear him coming through in the wind. I could hear it, like, looking back now, but I could hear him coming through the wind. And as soon as this wind hit me, it was like, Phew, all of it was gone. Mm-hmm. I was sober. The fear was gone. Mm-hmm. The you know, and I was at peace again. 
it was kind of, it was a, it was just a little taste of that that mm. first memory that he gave me or that first vision. That was that a miracle for sure. You yeah, absolutely a miracle. That's amazing. Yeah, and and on the flip side of that, mm. through that whole time, I saw into the demonic realm. I mm. was seeing things. You know, like when I was up for a week at a time, mm -hmm. because it, that would... This is what your sleep. Yeah. You don't sleep when you're out, you know. Mm -hmm. So I would be up for a week at a time. And yes, I was seen into the demonic realm and I was seeing things and I was seeing creatures and shadows and, and I knew what they were again. Mm -hmm. You know, like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm -hmm. I, he revealed that to me. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, this is, you know, there is... The other side, the yeah. other, the other. There are things going on that you don't see. That you don't see, mm -hmm. but I'm working all around you at all mm -hmm. times, mm -hmm. even though you don't see it. Mm -hmm. Not everything has to be seen. Mm -hmm. um, and so, because of stuff like that, um, I came back to Missouri, thought I could do it on my own. I ended up getting through the drug court. I ended up getting that felony taken mm -hmm. off of my, you mm -hmm. know, so at some point I had, but I came back here. Um, got introduced to meth and, and drinking and everything. Mm -hmm. Thought I could do it. I was good for about a week, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But then again, same mentality. Mm -hmm. I went mm -hmm. back to the um, finding the people who had mm -hmm. the stuff, old mm -hmm. connections, mm -hmm. um, using, so mm -hmm. on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Just the same cycle, right? That you know, enemy wants to keep us in. You ever heard that scripture? Um, and this just kind of reminds me of this, um, where it says, um, what is it? Um, how if the house is found empty and clean up and swept, yes. right? And then, and so let's say, you know, you get delivered and let's say you had a bunch of like thugs in your house, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. which was creating all of that problem. And then you called on Jesus and he cleaned the house Cleans out. Up the house. And it says, and that's great, right? It takes the, the stronger man comes and takes out the strong man, mm -hmm. right? And so, but if it, if those things come back and finds the house swept in order and empty, then it'll go and bring even more. Yeah, he's got and seven take up brothers. Residence. Six brothers, something <laughs> like right, that. Seven. Come on, let's go and back. Be, and you'll be in worse state. So, you know, until you, and think that the sign is until you have, you know, have, have Christ or the Holy Spirit in you taken up residence, yes. then they can always come back and bring even more to make it harder for them to be kicked out for yeah, the next time. Absolutely. So, mm -hmm. to your point there, um, yeah, it's one thing to try to start over and get your life all together and get cleaned up, mm -hmm. but yes. If you leave that house empty, mm -hmm. then he's going to come back, and, and he's going to come back stronger mm -hmm. than ever. Mm -hmm. You know, or the addiction, mm -hmm. or the attack, mm -hmm. you know, or the depression, mm -hmm. the anxiety, mm -hmm. every the fear. single bit of it, right? Mm -hmm. The fear, yeah. Mm -hmm. You leave it empty. It's not until we, you know, it's not until we get filled mm -hmm. um, with the Holy Spirit and 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 have the relationship with Christ that you actually start to have victory. That's right. Well, I can't come in there. That's right. The house is up, has a resident now that yeah. is way stronger. The guy comes back with his brothers yeah. and they open the door and like, wait a minute, who's... Yeah, sorry, you can't come in here. You have no place over him anymore because mm -hmm. he's my child Yeah, that's right. And this is his house. And they have to bow at the name of Jesus. Yes. That's right. This is my house. Get, mm -hmm. on, get on down the street. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, that. that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I know a ghost. Right. That's why I wear this hat now. Well, this isn't necessarily a, uh, I, um, I can't think of the word now, but David Crowder. This is a David Crowder hat. Um, but that's where the, that's where the power's at. Is is the knowing, Holy Ghost knowing the Holy Ghost mm -hmm. and having the relationship there and and receiving the Holy Ghost into your life and, um, 
So, but but I did go back again, back to that. I, mm-hmm. I went back and of course I went, I left mm-hmm. my house empty and mm-hmm. I thought I could do it on my own. Mm-hmm. I thought I could do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And, and then within a couple years, mm-hmm. I was, um, you know, I was staying at a house where there was no, no plumbing, no water. Mm-hmm. Half of it was powered. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I stayed there was because it was the party house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was staying with a friend there. It was the party house. Everybody came there on the weekends or sometimes during the week and they would mm-hmm. bring the drugs or they would bring the alcohol and, and I didn't have anything else going for me, mm-hmm. but I did have, right. You know, I knew that at some point in time to mm-hmm. feed what I needed because I was at a point in my life where my self-worth was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, the, I thought this was all life was ever going mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe that lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, you know, again, I was hardcore self-medicating. Mm-hmm. And, but it also got to the point to where even though I was using and all that, it still didn't take care of it. Mm-hmm. I had gone down so far that even the using whatnot, how they say, will bring you back to your normal level. That's a lie. It wasn't even bringing me back to my normal level anymore. It just keeps declining. It was declining. It was declining. Mm-hmm. It was declining. And I was coming really. I was, Let's do more to see if it gets better. Yeah, I'm going to do more. I'm going to do more. Gonna do, okay. Um, but at this point, and this is probably about 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. So that friend I was telling you about that I'm staying with, mm-hmm. friend, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, that I'm staying with, um, his parents lived next door. His mother, mm-hmm. we would go over to their house mm-hmm. to take showers because we didn't have plumbing, right? Mm-hmm. Or we'd go over to his house to eat because mm-hmm. we didn't have food over there. Mm-hmm. But I'd walk in the house and she'd go, hey, you want to go to church with me? And mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, I don't want to go to church. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, and this happened for months. Mm-hmm. It did. It happened for months. Do you want to go to church with me? Nah, I don't want to go to church. And I guess one night she said, do you want to fast? I said, Sure, you know, it's different. Why not? You know, let's do it. So I fasted for three days and, um, and you know, it was, uh, something happened. Something started to happen. It was like a breaking started, you know, it was like, um, you know, looking back, it was, I, I, I totally feel like that was a, a turnaround. Wow, you felt um, some, a shackle or something released yeah, you. Yeah, something released. Like mm-hmm. I started seeing things a little bit differently mm-hmm. in my life. That's I started amazing. feeling things a little bit differently in my life. In that moment. <clears throat> in yeah. those moments. So three days. What do you think that like, mm-hmm. what was it that drew you to saying yes to that? You know what? I feel like I had gotten to a point in my life to where it was so, I felt so alone, so depressed. So, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, mm-hmm. you know, the doctors had said that you, you, you have depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they told me that at a young age too. I think mm-hmm. it was in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. So I was already, you know, I was in that life. Right. I was, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, self-medicating. But, um, you know what? It, it, honestly, it was very out of my character. Mm. But it was that tugging again. It was something I feel like, you know, you think God, just God intervened? took over. I think God intervened mm, in my life. Don't do that. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, you want to try do this. Do it. <laughs> you want to do this. You might like it, you know, mm-hmm. or it was something like, Well, hey, this is, you know, I'm, I'm radical anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Why not try it? And that's unique. That's very different than come to church with me. You're used to hearing that. But yeah. fast with me? What, let's, yeah. let's see if I can do that. So I was saying no to go to church, but let's fast for three days. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, sure. 
You're not committing to anything. I'm not You're not having to go nothing, there. But I can, I, I you know, mm-hmm. I won't eat for three days. Okay. You know, let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but <laughs> I'm glad that I did, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, the next time that I came over or shortly thereafter, she says, do you want to go to church with me? And I said, you know what? Okay. So what changed in you between when she asked and you're like, no. And they're like, what, what felt different? I think it was just the smallest, you know, it really was. It was just that smallest inclination that uh, I felt something from it. You know, like I felt this uh, a tugging, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. What? You know, like I, I literally started to see things differently, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I think people can say... You know, well, yeah, because you were hungry or whatever the case may be. But this was not, this isn't a, this wasn't a, as much as a physical thing as it was a, looking back now, a spiritual thing. Yes. Fasting's amazing. I'm actually, I'm actually glad that this is, because you don't hear very many testimonies that involve fasting as being a turning point. Yeah. Um, and I think, actually, I know that a lot of that has gotten lost in, um, in how many various ways people can grow, um, in all the ways, not just uh, physically, spiritually. I mean, all of the ways um, fasting is actually inherently built in as as a tool mm-hmm. um, of growing closer to God and truth and things. And so how neat that we're getting to hear of a real way that this was used in your life to start taking the hold of a lot of that addiction, a lot of the... Um, because addiction is kind of part of the symptoms of some of the larger problems too, sure, you know, absolutely. the depression, the anxiety, all of the those negative things that were just placed upon your life and mm-hmm. in your life um, that just weighed you, you know, that just weighed you down, yes. and it was way powerful. And I think that's the problem that people don't realize when wherever people are at in their growth, that feeling happens to everyone. Feeling that weight, and it's just about having the perspective of understanding one. We will never, on our own, be able to be more powerful than that weight. But I think the deception is thinking you can do it on your own. And that is not the truth. That's not the truth. I've tried. Personal experience here. Tried mm-hmm. it for many years to do it on my own. Tried many different programs. Tried many different. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until I, I, you know, started to have that spiritual connection. And, and um, um, okay, so I went to church with her. Um, it wasn't until this particular moment that I started to okay, wait a minute, there's something to this, you know? But I went to this church, and I sat in the back row, and I was like, I'm not, I'm certainly not going to, you know, this is uncomfortable still. It was um, it was uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm so used to 10 years mm-hmm. of this lifestyle. Right. Now, all of a sudden, I'm over here something trying different. something different. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, so I was at this church, and of course, uh, <laughs> I was sitting back here, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm here. When, you know, and honestly, I was like, so I'm just going to sit through this and then I'm going to go home, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, the pastor's message was um, was uh, spot on. And honestly, I couldn't tell you today what was said, but I know the impact that it had. Mm-hmm. Um, because by the end of the meeting, I was really feeling this calling. Mm-hmm. I was really feeling this tugging on my heart. Um, and... I still didn't have the courage. I still didn't have, you know, to, to stand up whenever he made an altar call at the end of the service because I didn't want to get up in front of everybody. And for those of you who aren't aware, an altar call is usually at the end of some kind of a service when they invite people who are feeling like they would like prayer 
or if they want to know more about peace and Jesus, um, they have an opportunity to come down for prayer mm-hmm. um, at the end of uh, a, a service, a church service, or even revival service, or any kind of meeting where, um, I mean, it could be anywhere, really, yes. where they're talking about um, or, Jesus. And or an invitation as yes. well invitation, to be saved. Yes, that's right. Or the right. invitation to be saved. That's right. But um, my mindset still at this point in my life was of, of the the worldly things. It was of... Um, I, it's embarrassing, you know, like I, I don't want to get up in front of all these people. I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. it was I'm not going to, you know, this is, I still don't know how I feel about, but, um, that tugging was greater than my own physical worldly thoughts. Mm-hmm. The tug Fear was people. greater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. So I waited for everybody to leave. And when the pastor, the biker, ex biker, I'll never forget it, but him and his wife, whenever everybody left, <clears throat> he went, I walked up to him and I said, would you talk with me? And I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing this because I don't ever talk to anybody like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But will you talk with me? And he's like, sure. So we went to his office. I started opening up. Like, mm-hmm. I started telling him about my past. I started mm-hmm. telling him about things that I've been through. Um, not, I'm not that person. I didn't know how to talk to people about my problems. I didn't know how to talk to people about what I've been going through. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it just starts coming out. By the end of our conversation... Oh my goodness. <laughs> Something that he said to me, this was, you know, part of the beginning, was he told me, after I told him my story, he says, You are going to be a warrior for Christ. Wow. God's telling me right now that you're going to be a warrior for Christ. Oh, wow. So, and, and uh, that's always been with me ever since. How did it feel when you first heard that? When I first heard it, I knew. I just knew. And how did it make you feel? Just um, hearing that you're going to be a warrior for Christ. It was like, confidence. It was uh, mm-hmm. it was like an instant um, strength. It was an it was a purpose planted. You know, mm, it was a, there's that word. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know what he and I say that it was a purpose planted, but I think it was more of a the purpose that was in me was being shown Cultivated. light. Mm-hmm. It was like the light was put on it and shown to me. Like I have a purpose. Yeah, because I knew it was right. Mm, you had confirmation within yourself. It was confirmation within myself, and I knew it was mm, right. Okay. I didn't understand it yet, but I knew the feeling. Mm-hmm. It made sense. Made sense, and there was no question about it. That's amazing. And you know, per- I'm just going to purpose. Like, even if, if you guys have listened to any of the other podcasts, that I believe that kind of a common element is we as people, we need to know we have a purpose and design. I think that's why yes. a lot of times when the world hurts us and when we're, when things broken things happen to us, Sometimes we spiral because we forget or don't know what our purpose is. Mm. It's so important because I mean, you'll hear people in the military who come out and say, what's my purpose now? Right. And because of all they went through, it's hard to, to pull yourself out because you're like, for what reason? Mm-hmm. What reason do I need to pull myself out? And so you can do a bunch of things, but if it's not what you're built to do, it's not going to feel right. It's like putting on somebody else's clothes. And yeah. so it's just amazing that, that there's that common element that in you know one of the parts of this podcast we talk about is we're all meant to be extraordinary. Mm. Every single one of us, if you were born, you're meant to be extraordinary. Now, whether we choose to do so is really up to us. We, are in a, we have free will. The enemy, negative forces, people who don't understand this don't want to uh, show that this is true. But the truth is every single person has a choice um, to, to walk the path that, that was designed for them. You can't walk someone else's. 
but you can walk your own. And so this is just an amazing example, and we'll continue on, of, um, of your path and the choices that you made. And, and we stumble. That's, that's the cool thing about this. It's not just mm. about the success, mm. but it's about the stumbling along the way and how everything can that's be turned right. into something beautiful Absolutely. with the right attitude and support. There I'm going to jump in there with back. you because yes, you're absolutely <laughs> right um, as far as that goes. The enemy or you know the world wants you to believe that you're just going to be going through the same thing that you've always gone through and that there's never going to be a way out. There's never, but she's absolutely right to the point that we all certainly have a purpose and our father up there has something better um, for you than you currently have or think that you're always going to have. That is so true. I mean, that and so that's true. so empowering. It is empowering. And I'm telling you that because, <laughs> not because, you know, um, look, I'm telling you that because I've lived it. I'm living it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I feel it in me every single day. And, and I, I might jump ahead a little bit, but that's why I do what I do mm -hmm. today. So let's talk about what do you do today? Yeah, so that's <laughs> why I'm involved in the ministry, the Freedom Seeker ministry um, today. Um, I actually went through the rehab shortly after my talk with the pastor and, and you know him praying over me and stuff that night. I went to rehab and by God's grace and his plan, his, he worked it all out to where the pastor to the Freedom Seeker Ministry, or the director, Ron Hutchins, um, came and spoke to us. And I didn't have the money, but God, planned, he, makes thing, he makes a way where it doesn't seem there's a way. Mm -hmm. um, all you had to do was say yes. All I had to do was say yes and humble myself and be willing to do something different. And even though it was very terrifying. And yes. the resources showed up? The, resor the resources did show up within an hour. I said, um, I had to humble myself and say, I don't have it. Can someone, you know, mm. does anybody have, you know, mm -hmm. can somebody help me? Mm. Um, I had to remove my pride out of the way. Mm. Um, within an hour, I had the money. And so then again, I start seeing these signs like, oh, Lord, that's how I love God because he shows up in those ways. But he starts showing up saying, yeah, I'm not going to wait for you. All you had to do was ask. All you had to do is I'm ask. I'm knocking. I'm here constantly Listen, you knocking. have not because you ask not. <laughs> you have not because you ask not. And yeah. <laughs> And he has he has a per again back to he has a purpose for all of us and it's uh, it's amazing, truth truthfully mm -hmm. the purposes for us. Um, we just have to receive it right, That's humble right. ourselves, get out of the way, and let That's him. That's right. Um, but uh, so the ministry I went through, I joined the ministry myself. I went through the program um, again, Freedom Seekers, and the person that I was back then. This is eleven years ago. Um, I. Didn't know who I was whatsoever. I was terrified. All I knew was it was different. Um, the director, the pastor there explained to me that it was about a relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. You know? And um, Yeah, a lot of people think that it's about religion. Yeah. You were mentioning that. You yeah. were, you want to share what you thought it was like before. Yeah, so. Explain that. Right. So when I was a kid growing up, my grandparents, I'd say that was taking us to church and stuff every Sunday. I believed then that... Uh, you know, if you sinned, you were, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> if you sinned, you were removed from God's glory, grace, you're going to hell. You know, that was mm -hmm. it. You were removed from his grace. Mm -hmm. Even if you were saved, mm -hmm. you were removed from his grace. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, somebody with, with uh, some wisdom explained to me that it was just, sin is just missing the mark, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. That's all it is. It's an archery okay. trying, just missing the mark. I like how you put it. We all miss the mark. <laughs> I do like how you put it that way because I did learn that it was about a relationship and that um, I don't think God expects us to be, I, 
He doesn't expect us to be perfect. Mm-mm. You know, he just, which is what grace is about. <laughs> exactly. That's what grace is. That's why he gives us grace. It's about receiving the gift and believing it to be true. Right, and having mm-hmm. faith that he's going to help, and that he's that. You know, there were so many situations in the, in the beginning of, of my walk with Christ eleven years ago, going through rehab, that um, the the most that I could do was just say, "Okay, I don't understand what's going on right now." Mm-hmm. I don't have to understand what's That's going right. on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to trust you, God. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and being a man, a lot of that was you deal with loneliness, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I but I remember saying, God, look, I, you know what, my way does not work. I've tried multiple mm-hmm. times to do mm-hmm. it my way. I want mm-hmm. to do it your way, even if that means I don't have mm-hmm. a significant other in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to follow you 110%. I'm making you my Lord and Master and my Guide. Mm. And uh, it wasn't until then, you know, that that everything starts. Imagine yeah. this. Everything starts coming together. <laughs> it always does. God shows up when we get to the end of ourself. <laughs> yeah. When we get to the end of ourself and we start getting ourselves out of the way, yeah, he um, really he started showing up. In a big way, too. In That's a amazing. very big way. Remember mm. how I said that uh, I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression? That was a lie, straight from the pit of hell. Yeah. And then I'd have to be on medication for the rest of my life. Well, that is a that lie. was a lie, straight mm-hmm. from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. It, um, you know, I haven't taken medication in eleven years plus. Woo! You know, that's I, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't had to, and I don't feel like I need to. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it, it takes you out of that cycle, right? Because you're trying to get away from drugs, and I've heard this happen to so many people where they start doing better, but mm-hmm. then they're told, you know, that they, because of medical reasons, they need to be on it. So it just brings them right back sure into that does. cycle. Absolutely. And so it's hard to get out, yep. you know, because now you're taking something that is legal and something that's prescribed for you. Mm-hmm. And it brings you, if you're already struggling with, with drug addiction, then it's, it, it's like escaping something that just won't get out. That's right there. It's all up here. It folks. is. It's yeah. that, that mentality. You know? It's an attack and it's voices and it's telling the truth. That's... So what does, what do you guys do in your ministry? Like okay. what? So we are a faith-based recovery program, and we have housing for men right now. Uh, we're located down in Berryville, Arkansas. Um, it's the way. It's the only way. They, they say that, um, that once you're a drug addict or an alcoholic, that you will always be a drug addict and alcoholic. And that, for me also, um, I, was proven to be a lie. Um, it was shown to me that that was a lie because I know that there's that I serve a God that to where I don't have to introduce myself as hi my name is Joe I'm a drug addict. Amen. No, he he breaks all of that off of you. Hi, he my name is Kenichere. I'm a child of God. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> right. He he he's that. But this is the kind of thing that um, we do. You know, this is the kind of thing that we talk about in our ministry um, and to grow. You know, it's it's. Me personally, um, it's God, my purpose. I know what my purpose is mm-hmm. without you know, a shadow of a doubt. He's mm-hmm. called me to counsel. Mm-hmm. He's called me to encourage. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And why? And speak truth. And speak and truth. And call out those and lies. And call out the lies. <laughs> I will sp- I'll put a spotlight on it, especially yeah. if it comes to somebody that I know yeah. is that's you know, struggling or hurting mm-hmm. or they feel like they're different from everybody mm-hmm. else and then you have the judgment there and all mm-hmm. that that comes Which with it. Which is not from God. Judgment's not from God. No, that's just another trick of the enemy. It is. Um, it is definitely so. That's you know that's what we do. We house. We um, we ask for a ninety day commitment. Um, we'll help you get a job. We'll help you uh, save money, 
And obviously, we want you to have a relationship with Christ. We want you to have, because that's where the breakthrough comes. Mm-hmm. We will we'll go into the you know, water. Mm-hmm. We will break it down. We will explain to you and show you, not just explain. Because for me personally, it's not about just what, talking the talk. It's about walking it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's become that in my life. Mm-hmm. He personally took me from a place to where, you know, I was a wreck. I was a mess. And now, because of what he's done in my life, it's my calling to share that with other, with other mm, people. That's so beautiful. So have you ever had someone come in who it was kind of their first introduction to Jesus? Kind of, um, Absolutely. In this, and so what, how do you walk them through that um, with them being so new? Mm-hmm. So, well, for it, really, it's pretty simple, mm-hmm. um, honestly. Um, I can share where I was before. It's called mm-hmm. our testimony. We all mm-hmm. have one. You know, I can share where I was before Christ, mm-hmm. and I can tell you where I'm at after Christ. Mm-hmm. And then I can share my experiences in the process. Um, that's another beautiful thing about, yeah, about walking with Christ is you can continually grow. You don't just get to a point and stop and plateau mm-hmm. and then it's like, yay. Mm-hmm. That's, no, he, he takes us to new levels. Mm-hmm. He's always taking us to new levels. And so I get, uh, I'm, he fires me up. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit gets mm-hmm. me motivated. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but that, you know, that's what we do is, is, is through experiences and through our own personal, um, a lot of that. And, and obviously, we, we point them to the cross. That's you know? beautiful. So how do you address the people who come in with some really bad misconceptions about what it means to follow Christ, like thinking they have to be perfect or mm-hmm. thinking they'll never measure up? Yeah, so the um, first thing I like to do is explain to them that that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Okay, because That's a powerful also, thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, great. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. That is a lie. Um, I, and that's a lie that I used to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's a lot of people that come in that are that were hurt by the church mm-hmm. that I've that I've worked with, and I say, listen, um, I would say to that person that I think as people we have to understand that we are still not perfect, that's even right. as Christians, right? That's right. Even as Christians, that's none right. of us are perfect. That's right. So when somebody hurts you, mm-hmm. it wasn't Christ, it wasn't God that hurts you. It mm-hmm. was just you dealing with another person and their choices. And everybody's still trying to do this walk on our, you know, mm-hmm. we're all doing this walk. We all got our own mm-hmm. walks that we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Don't let something that somebody did mm-hmm. keep you from going where you need to go. That's right, because that's the, a choice you have. Well, everybody's got their choices right. Mm-hmm. We still have a choice. You can choose to forgive and move yeah. forward. You can choose to hold on to it. Yeah. You can choose to be stuck. You can choose to keep going. It's, and that's another thing that I would like to talk about is that mm-hmm. whole mindset that it's so easy for us to, okay, like in our brains, mm-hmm. I read this thing about how when something bad happens, your brain will instantly go to the same reaction that you've always had, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Goes back to the same reaction that mm-hmm. you've always had mm-hmm. because we've created channels yeah. in our mind. That's right. We've created these channels, and so when this, it's just like a chain reaction, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but Christ says he'll renew your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Fill those in. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he gives you um, the ability, and he can give you the ability if you're willing to receive it, to... Uh, to see it for what it is mm-hmm. um, and to be able to stop it at that point. And the more that that happens, 
it starts to change your heal. thought pattern and mm-hmm. you start to heal and know, oh, wait a minute, mm-hmm. things aren't always going to be this way. That's they don't right. have to always And you be create new channels that are healthier. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> that's, very that's actually so. neuroplasticity right yeah. there you're talking about. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. And, and, and that's so, yeah, science, mm-hmm. the scientific side of it. Um, but the spiritual side of it, that's yep. where the power's at. That's I'm right. Firm, absolute firm believer in the spirit. I mean, you've heard my, you've heard my own testimony, and, and, and not even all of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, from my experiences into this realm mm-hmm. that we can't see, he's given me, he's given me the gift yep. to see to it see at it. times when I need it. Right, and to or, let people know about that it's real. Sure. Absolutely. That it is a real thing. When you see stuff, then that, mm-hmm. that you're seeing something that's real. Because the world would have you say you're seeing things. Yeah. And that is not the truth either. Yeah, they, they, the world. I love mm-hmm. how the world tries to explain stuff away. And, you know, and how, how it tries to... We have to figure everything out, or we have to understand everything that's happening, and that's not true either. No, it's not. It's a uh, lie. It is a lie. It's built on I can't tell you how many times in my 11 years walking with Christ where I've come up against the wall, okay? Because mm-hmm. we still do. Mm-hmm. It's not all cherries and blueberries. Mm-hmm. Well, you still have a real enemy that is still trying to do his yeah. job. Yeah. Um, where you come up, right? So where you come up against this wall, and and you're looking at it, and you're just like, man, you know, how am I gonna get it? But I can't tell you how many times that that's happened in my life where I've come up against this wall, or a misunderstanding, or mm-hmm. confused, you know, and I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure. If to, and I can go, I can look back later on because I chose to trust God. Mm-hmm. I chose to to have faith in what, and not have to understand everything. But later on down the road, I can look back and be like, wow. That's why that had to happen, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm, you know, I'm glad that I humbled myself and I just mm-hmm. trusted him, mm-hmm. and he took me through a place and a, tr- you know, yeah. because he's always molding us. Yes, and it's about the attitude and what we choose to do. I mean, the world is broken, yeah. and yeah. we're full of people who all have free will and choice to make choices, whether they're healthy or unhealthy choices, whether they yes. affect someone else or or help somebody else or hurt someone else. Absolutely. It's all a bunch of choices, and within that something happens to a person and you like you can't really choose what someone does to you but you can choose what you choose to do after that do you perpetuate um unhealthy behavior or do you look towards the light towards towards something that's healthy and it's not easy no. but we don't have to do it alone and god is with us but we are also not alone here on this earth there are people who are walking yes. their paths and who have overcome different things in their lives who've sat where you're sitting this is like joe you're someone who is sitting and who have sat where people who have sitting there people who have who you've been talking to who yeah. who have been where you are now sure. and where you're headed in kind of your own way it's amazing we are not by ourselves even here we are in community here with i love people. that that's another lie from enemies like you're alone no never, never we are alone. not alone and the cool thing is i've seen god since like we've been sent like a crop and sent across like the world to another part of the country another another country so somebody I didn't know and just said something and she's like, wow, I feel like you were an angel sent by God <laughs> yeah. because this is how I was feeling. Like, That's how it works. God will it. send people. It's so yeah. amazing. And, and just, you know, um, for those of you listening or, or watching right now, um, I will say if, if any of this is tugging at you, if you are feeling that here, if you, if, if anything, then um, take that moment to reach out either to someone that comes to your mind because God will put, bring somebody to mind. Mm. <laughs> reach yes. out. If hearing about you said freedom seekers, freedom seekers, Berryville, Arkansas. It's in Berryville, Arkansas. If hearing that, if hearing that in any way lights for for you, whether it is you want to get into prison ministry or rehabilitation ministry, or you want you know somebody, or you yourself want to experience it, if it in any way is reaching to you, please reach out. 
um, and ask they ask for you. Um, yeah. Please reach sure. out through Facebook or through, and I've checked, they do have a website. They do have a website, Freedom. freedomseekers.org. And then, of course, on Facebook, it is Freedom Seekers and the FSM um, in blue with gold trim. That's the logo that you'll be looking for, and you can reach out to us through that. So please do so. God has a way of, of just uh, tugging at us, and for reasons we might not even understand. You might be thinking, why am I tugged to this? I never thought I wanted to just follow that. I call them breadcrumbs. Follow them because you never really know <laughs> where it's going to lead. And the other thing I'd love to touch on is when you were saying, and it's true, whenever you're going to do something new, yeah. it's going to hurt. It doesn't feel good. No. <laughs> it doesn't, no. but it will feel good. And the best um, example I can give of this is for those of you who have ever worked out or those of you who have tried a new skill, something that you're interested in and you've done it for the first time, it always feels awkward. It yes. always feels uncomfortable. Yes. There's always some, even sometimes a little bit of pain because learning, even building muscle, you have to tear down what's there and then it builds. And it's actually kind of neat. I was thinking about this when you were talking. Is when we work out, when you do anything, I mean, there's, there's, there's an expectation of knowing that actually just in like the next day, you're going to feel stronger. Mm-hmm. You're going to actually build muscle. It's actually kind of cool. Or when you, when you do a new activity, at first it feels weird. But the next time you do it, it actually starts feeling a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And that feels great. And so mm-hmm. what if we dealt with our growth spiritually even? In yes. um, that some way, expecting that whatever work we're going to do is going to have a return. And it's going to be easier the next time. So just to push past that bit of pain, reach out to somebody who's done it before to encourage you so that you can lock arms because we're not meant to do it by ourselves. Ask God for help. I think that's the thing people don't realize is just as you would ask your parent for whatever you would need so that you would be able to, you can actually ask God, like, I don't understand this. Will you explain that? Will you tell me which way is this? I mean, we'll ask Google and GPS and ways to tell us where to go. (laughs) (laughs) We can do the same thing. I think it's just really easy. Yeah, it's so you easy can, for us to Google our answers. You might now. as well. You could take a pill. You're talking about people. Um, people. Um, well, you know, don't understand how it exists there and there. Well, we can take a pill. We don't know what's in it. We don't know oh, yeah, we how it people. works. I mean, we don't know what it's going to yeah. do physiologically, but we will trust that if I take this this pill, my headache's going to go away. Right? Yeah. We trust yeah. that it does, and we're willing to wait for it. So, I mean, we obviously have it in us. So. Some of you who this will speak to, and that'll be great. Some of them might not make sense, but I just say, you know, let it marinate. And I think sometimes you were talking about kindling earlier. Sometimes he just puts the kindling down sure. until it's time to light it up. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he'll definitely plant, plant those seeds in you. Yes, um, and he then, will. Again, overcome the fear. You know, um, I think it is one of the enemy's biggest um, oh, that weapons is to keep us in a place of fear to where we do not grow. Um, to the place that we need to because again back to what I was saying my first steps was I was terrified um, and even today like whenever I have, I'm asked to go and speak to people um, or you know in front of uh, last September I had the opportunity to go speak to a group of men and women in Teen Challenge in Delaware and um, at first I was all gung-ho about it but then you know after thinking about it for a couple months and I started getting nervous you know what I mean? and I started thinking overthinking things and start you know I'm like oh my gosh what am I gonna say I don't know you know what I mean those thoughts listen what, what all are you to listening keep to you right from from going yeah try to keep effective. me from, from being effective uh-huh. um, but what it boiled down to was um, it, it just it boiled down to a simple faith uh-huh. it boiled down to my simple trust that I have learned to depend on uh-huh. um, because he showed up true. He always does. Every single He always does. You just got to get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I got to get out of the way. And I and, and that day, when the day came, mm-hmm. and I was going to go to do it, I remember I got up that morning, and yes, my flesh was still like, you know, ooh, you know, but 
I still got in the car, the rental, mm -hmm. and I was driving there, and something, oh, the Holy Spirit overcame me on that drive mm -hmm. to that meeting. He started to share with me the feelings of um, everybody that I was going to speak oh, to again, yes. and, yep. I, and it broke my heart, yeah. you know, it, I was crying. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to this meeting, I'm already crying, and mm -hmm. now I'm going to go in there and look like I've been crying all morning, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, but he, he reminded me again where I was at. Um, mm. the pain that people go through every single day and it was you know it was like he was reminding me this is why I'm sending you you have a purpose you do not have to have all the answers mm -hmm. get out there and talk just show get up. out there and share mm -hmm. just show up mm -hmm. I will give you the words to say Amen. how many times have I done that yeah. how many times have I gotten in a situation where I'm like I'm not sure what I'm going to say but then I get there and next thing I know God's Things are coming out of my mouth. I'm like, well, I've never that, even read that anywhere. <laughs> yes, I know He's exactly using what me. You just got to show up and get out of the way. So, yes, that's, hope that's for all. I uh, <laughs> love it. Yeah, the community thing, though. Yeah. This time that we're in right now with the coronavirus yeah. and everything that's going on, um, I said it to my own wife, you know. Oh, by the way, I got to give a plug to her. She's amazing. Grace, okay? She, yes. she I have to give a plug to her because... God brought her into my life. Mm -hmm. She went through some things as well. Mm -hmm. She went through the program as well for a while, mm -hmm. um, but he made us both equally yoked and we both strive to reach people. We've been married for, right, we've been married for nine years now. Wow. Um, she's, she is a gift from God and my daughter that I, that I, you know, she's been in my life now since she was six years old. Another gift. Um, from God, but I'm just saying, like, He blesses those, mm -hmm. He blesses His children. Mm -hmm. We just have to be, mm -hmm. you know, we just have to be humble and obedient in His calling for us mm -hmm. and have faith in Him and trust that He's going to work things out in our lives. That's life. right. And ask Him if you're struggling ask. with things. You can yeah. ask Him and he will, yeah. he will answer you. It might be no, but you can ask Him. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <Or not yet. laughs> and if he says no, it's okay. There's a reason. That we live no in a society is, now, yes. right, where everything is instant. We can get every instant gratification. It's okay to be no. Can sometimes be the best answer ever. It yeah. really can't be. And sometimes you know, a no makes room for a yes later. Oh, absolutely. So, and sometimes that's the that yes is way better than the yes you was going to get to yeah, in, the first, you exactly. get in the first place. So it's it's definitely a good thing, a good thing to say. And I mean, thank you so much for just opening up your life. Like this and sharing it. I just know, I mean, this is so much prayer over all of this that the right, that God's going to send the, the people who are supposed to, to hear this, to see you, to listen to this, um, that are going to be encouraged, empowered, and to move them to wherever they need to go. I mean, I have continually see this, seen it, like ever since this podcast. Like, I'll even go on and say, I don't know what I was going to talk about. I just showed <laughs> up. There's actually a time, like, where one of my podcasts showed up on my phone out of nowhere, and I was like, why is this showed up? And I was like, well, maybe I'm supposed to listen to myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I yeah. did. And I helped myself. I was like, wow, that is so profound. That was not me. <laughs> huh. That was God. <laughs> That's something. Can I throw another little quick yes, thing? Yes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, learn to write. Learn to write your thoughts down in, in a journal. Put your thoughts down because, it, uh, I, again, I feel like that you can... Later on in life, you can you can go back and um, look at those things and see where you used to be and be reminded of how far you've come. Oh, Sometimes that is such a, a good idea. Yeah, it's so easy to to, to become complacent that or to be so comfortable true. in our walk and be like, well, eh, here we yeah. go. Yeah, or to or to get ungrateful or, or to, ungrateful or to forget or how far forget. you've come or how much because the enemy's always attacking. I think that's the thing people don't realize. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't understand when I when I say enemy. Um, we're talking about Satan, but, but just the negativity in the world 
is there. So if you don't know even that, anybody knows just the negativity that happens, the bad voices that you hear, all of that stuff, mm-hmm. um, that is the enemy. Mm-hmm. And even though when you've received healing, sometimes we think, okay, we're healed, we're done. Yeah. Guess what? The enemy's not done. Right. You know, he doesn't nope. stop, you know. And so, I mean, I guess a good example could be, you know, let's say if you think about the elements that come against, let's say, a home, mm-hmm. right? You know, a bad storm or something like that. And a bad storm could come and just devastate a house, right? And you mm-hmm. can go up and say, okay, I'm going to fix this house. Um, and it's going to be great. And now it's going to be standing up. But, you know, what? I'm not going to weather strip it because we're good. Yeah. You know, we're fine. We're not going to finish it. Yeah, we're going to be okay. But guess what? The weather's going to still keep coming. So if you don't do that part, it's going to damage the house again. Mm-hmm. We have to keep doing our part to keep the house doing well to keep it healthy but even more than that and i think this is another tool that i've learned the hard way as well is we have to strive towards being on our purpose and also reaching out like getting outside of ourselves into the community yes because we tend to get stuck in fixing up Absolutely. our own houses yes that we kind of have not empowered ourselves to empower others that's yes. really when it gets awesome that's where the breakthrough comes um you will get to the point to where you uh, especially with walking with Christ and having that relationship with Him, that you will be so ecstatic about where you've come that you need to share. It you have, yeah, you have to. And I think that was my thing is I got to a point because it was I think a bit of fear for me. It was it was trying to figure out with family and trying to keep the enemy out. Sure, you know, and and God has a way of getting to you and says this is not my this is not how this works. No, <laughs> you can't just be internal. No, you can't just be right now with with the climate. People are now being told. Go into your homes sure. and stay away from other people right now mm-hmm. because that is what you need to do. Yeah. Thing is, is that is against how we were built. Yeah. And so we really must. So for those of you who are watching this while this is still going on, pray about it. Figure out ways that you can be in community. Yes. We because have we are yeah. meant to be in community. We, God said he, we have him and we have each other. That's why we have fellowship. Um, here I am tonight, right? I know. Here you know I am God tonight. said we were supposed to have fellowship tonight. This is so important. And although technology is great, we are meant to be in and, and around each yes. other. There is an exchange that happens with our bodies when we're all together. It's just supposed to be that way. And the spirit moves when two are gathered together. And so even if you're at home with your family, find time for fellowship. If you feel pulled to go out and hug a stranger... I'm sorry, I'm going to just say hug the stranger because, <laughs> because I mean, there, there is healing, hug there them. is healing and pray for them. I honestly believe there has been healing and all the hugs. Mm. Actually, I know it has been. Yeah. I know it has been. Amen. So I believe in that. <laughs> and I'm going to back her up again because <laughs> yes, we have got to have, we have each other. He puts people in our lives for a reason. Uh, it's so easy for us to get introvert. So easy for us to, to feel like we're the only one. And we're supposed to lay hands on each other. Yeah, here we go. Lay hands. Lay hands. <laughs> lay hands. Um, so, and also, what you were pointing on, something that I always encourage is surround yourself with people going in the same direction as you yes. that are positive. Don't be afraid to, to, to turn off Facebook if you have to. Cut out those people in your lives that are yeah. poison for you or Poison's not encouraging right. you. Mm-hmm. Cut them people. Uh, delete some phone numbers. If you need to. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yes. If so you need right. to. Yeah. It's true. No, he's right about that. And you've actually mentioned this earlier. Either it's building up or it's tearing down. I think yes. it's very, you can take anything in your life and ask that question. Is what I'm doing, is what this person's doing, is what I'm saying, is what they're saying, is what I'm watching, is what I'm, anything you can say, is it building up? That's or is right. it tearing down? The speaking of what comes out of here right here, there's so much power and it's, um, yeah, to you, to, that's right. Are we encouraging or are we tearing down? We've got to be careful, absolutely careful what we say. There's so much damage or so much, uh, you know, mm-hmm. restoring that can come just 
from our what voice. Were you saying? And I'm saying this one thing, actually, it's about uh, actually testimony that we have. Is I remember, if you don't mind me sharing this, when we met you over at um, where, you, where you work, mm-hmm. and um, we were talking, and, and uh, Brandon had mentioned um, that he noticed that you were someone who was an encourager, you know. That did you like to kind of lay hands on the shoulder to bring that yeah, encouragement? Yeah, hey, and he said he had work? noticed that you were going to do that. You had held back. Yes, <laughs> I did. And and he had asked about that, and you had mentioned that you had been an experience because of everything that's going on that you had done that. And after that, that person kind of kept yes. doing that. And and as I was just watching you say that, I could feel it because it's only how God will just put in our hearts for each other. Mm. That that just the pain and the hurt of that, and and that's the enemy. That spirit of rejection. That spirit. Yes. You know, and I just, you, you retracted in and that is not building up, isn't it? It brought you in to be like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. And although worldly, I get it. Logically, yeah, I that's, get it. That's, that's but like I saw that pain and like, that's a part of who you are. You're an encourager. Yeah. And yeah. that's how God chooses to bring some of that encouragement. There's power through laying of hands. The connection. It is. And so we were that. sent there. I, I to say that to you. All this is laid out. Yes. Anyway. So that you can like, and I saw you just brighten up. You know, it's After amazing when, when God does send those people into your life, and you know, and you'd like, have to ask. Yeah, you'd have you just kind of went into well, you know, because it's easy by ourselves. That's what we do. Well, we don't want to offend anyone, and we want to make sure we do things right, which is beautiful. And God sends people over. We weren't even supposed to be there that day, honestly. We mm-hmm. were supposed to be somewhere else, and happened to notice that, happened to say that, and then we got to encourage you, That's the encourager. Amazing, yes, and, <laughs> and, and I love how he does that because he does, he does um, send the people there whenever you at the right time. And, and just to point it out, you know, just to simply point. Like you're out. okay. You are doing good. We well, need yeah. people encouraging. Yeah. We need the light. That we need the lights in the world to be the lights in the world and the salt. So I like to, I like that too to be the light in the world. A lot of people say the lighthouse. I like to use the analogy That's of a, good a uh, artillery shell, mm-hmm. a firecracker, um, where each and every one of us are completely different. He molds us into this shell, and then we each have a fuse. So God's made us. He's created us a new object. Um, we each have a fuse. The Holy Spirit comes into the picture. He's the fire in our life. He's the one that, you know, really starts to burn in That's us. That's that reaction. And, and starts the reaction and changes and whatnot. That's God living in us, working through us. He's fires when it lights the fuse. And then the, when it, whenever the fuse gets to where it needs to, we're, he sends us. He takes us higher than we ever thought we could be into mm-hmm. the sky. And mm-hmm. lifts us up to new levels. Lifts us up to a new place. And then, through that, when we're when we're up there, and we explode because of you know the glory of God, and our light shines. It's all we're all different, different colors, different sizes, but it's all for a purpose, and we're all just displaying God's glory mm-hmm. in the skies. So anyway, that's um, so beautiful. Well, gosh, that's a great note to leave on. Well, I'm so glad you guys joined us here again on The Extraordinary Zone. Thanks for your patience. I know it has been a while, but God's timing is perfect. And I thank you. Thank Thank you you so much for just, I mean, we just set this up today. Like, we just got here yesterday. And I'm like, hey, can you do this? He's like, yeah, let's do this. So (laughs) I I love that. I love it because miracles happen in that space whenever we're not attached to how things go. And may God get all the glory. Yeah. Amen. So thank you. We love you. We are so glad you're here. Please reach out. Um, You know where to find us. Have a beautiful day. You, and reminder, and Joe, this goes for you too. You, all of you, any of you, anybody who's listening to this, you are extraordinary. Mm -hmm. and created for a beautiful purpose.